0: Georgia's DBHDD is urging people to ask a pharmacist about getting naloxone for their first aid kits at home or work. No prescription is needed. Naloxone can rapidly reverse an opioid overdose and restore breathing. Opioidresponse.info.
1: The political fallout continues days after state Republican leaders met on Jekyll Island for the party's annual convention. A record number of delegates showed up ahead of what's seen as a highly competitive year for statewide races up and down the ballot in 2022. But many in the party came to debate the last election. Heckling from some in the crowd drowned out Republican Governor Brian Kemp's speech calling for unity.
0: Delegates, alternates, guests, elected officials,
1: my fellow Republicans. Loyalists to former President Donald Trump continue to blame Kemp for not overturning the 2020 election results, even though he couldn't have done it, even if he'd wanted to. Kemp is running for re-election next year. Among the primary challengers is former state representative Vernon Jones. Jones has been a vocal supporter of former President Donald Trump. After big losses to the Democrats last year, it's clear Georgia Republicans remain divided. Joining me to discuss what's at stake ahead of the 2022 elections is reporter Maya Prabhu who covered the convention for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. So let's just recap a bit, because this is the first state GOP convention since the 2020 election, where the Democratic candidate for president, Joe Biden, took the state, the first time a Democrat has done that in 28 years, and Republicans lost not just one, but two U.S. Senate seats. So, I mean, in the wake of such losses, a reasonable person might conclude it's time for the party that took, such a beating, to step back and ask, where did we go wrong? So Maya, is this the kind of self-examination that was occurring on Jekyll Island last weekend?
0: I think it's safe to say no, that that was not the case. It was definitely a lot looking back at 2020. Many of the attendees strongly believe the election was stolen and Donald Trump should be president right now, and Kelly Leffler and David Perdue should be in the Senate. Almost every speaker spoke about how the election was stolen or if they didn't flat out say stolen, you know, they said Donald Trump should be president right now. And so there was not a lot of discussion about if or where they went wrong in messaging or campaigning or fundraising. It was very much just there were election irregularities and we need to get those questions answered as to why Donald Trump didn't win Georgia. Most of
1: us are familiar with the national nominating conventions every four years for president. But when it comes to these state political conventions, give us an idea a little bit of how the convention unfolds. Like I'm imagining smoke-filled rooms, but that probably isn't it. What happens
0: there? The main business is to elect party leadership. They elect chairmen vice chairman and and so on. And they also vote on different resolutions that set the tone for, or are supposed to set the tone for how they're going to go into the next two years of campaigning and folks running for office. Um, it's also an opportunity for candidates and incumbents to make their cases to the base of the Republican Party. There were probably about 2,000 delegates and I would guess another thousand or so guests and alternates in the crowd. And the folks who travel to Jekyll Island from wherever they live in the state for something like this are typically the ones who are the most engaged, most likely to vote on election day, most likely to talk to their friends and neighbors about issues and, and candidates. And so it's an opportunity for them to make their case and get folks on their side heading into next year's primaries.
1: And what was the mood of it when you were there? When you were just walking around talking to folks, how did it strike you?
0: People are fired up. You know, there was a lot of different campaign paraphernalia. They had vendors. And so you could buy buttons and shirts and things like that. And, And people were excited about heading into the next election while also complaining about the results of the last election. But it seems as though they're energized. It's just a question of what they're going to do with that energy.
1: Well, right. Being energized is one thing and sort of channeling that into a political platform and strategy that's, that's effective come election day is another thing. I'm curious, kind of, as we talk about how there's this continued fascination with the 2020 election... How sort of relitigating that even internally serves their purposes in terms of looking ahead at the 2022 election? What's the point?
0: I think it's just they're not going to say turnout was down. But in essence, they're saying the numbers show that more Democrats showed up to the polls. And so we need to be energized and excited and show up to vote on election day and not just at political campaign events.
1: Did you get an impression when you were there of how divided the state GOP may be in terms of, you know, continually looking back at the election versus trying to move on and look ahead to the next one?
0: I think deep down they know at some point If they're going to win in a general election, they have to unify. So I heard a lot of people saying, we still have 18 months. It's 18 months until the general election. You know, there's plenty of time for us to get on the same page. I definitely know that any party, especially incumbent party, would prefer to be unified behind one candidate headed into a primary versus having fractures. There are some who say, you know, we don't have any room for error in this. We need to unify behind candidates and, and head into next year because you know that Stacey Abrams can energize people and get them to show up to the polls. The governor says he is ready.
1: Oh, I'm looking forward to running whoever gets in the race. I mean, it's it's not going to be about them as much as it is me reminding people um, that I delivered on the promises I told them I would do. My mission when I got in the governor's office was to do exactly what I told people I was going to do, and that's what I've been doing, and that's what I'm going to run on, regardless of who the opponent is. Maya, what were the Warrior Awards? I read something about these things being handed out. What what were they?
0: There were several awards that Chairman Schaefer gave to different people who are active in the party. And he gave these three, what he called warrior awards to a trio of state senators, Bert Jones, Brandon Beach, and William Ligon, who um, did not run for reelection. And these three were probably among state elected officials, the most vocal in writing letters, signing on to amicus briefs, and what Senator Ligan held a hearing where Rudy Giuliani, who was Donald Trump's attorney in the aftermath of the election, uh, you know, kind of gave Giuliani and others space to try and lay out their what they called evidence as to why the election results in Georgia weren't accurate.
1: And as you're walking around the state GOP convention, obviously there are people who honestly, fervently, in their heart of hearts, believe that the election was stolen, that Donald Trump actually won the state of Georgia. And then there, of course, there are others who don't believe it, who believe Joe Biden did win, regrettably for the Republicans, but did win, and that we need to move on. To what degree is the big lies, it's called, still sort of pervasive within state GOP circles?
0: it's something that's there and the people who are more upset about the results of the election are louder, but there are a good number of people who they would have preferred that Donald Trump win in Georgia, but the numbers are what they are. However, you know, Donald Trump still has a hold on the Republican party in Georgia and nationally. And so Folks, especially folks who are running for office, who don't believe that Trump won the election in Georgia, they don't want to be necessarily vocal, because that could cause them backlash.
1: The former president has vowed to campaign against Brian Kemp. He has vowed to oppose his reelection efforts. But at the same time, he has yet to endorse any of the two primary challengers to Brian Kemp. Up next on Georgia Today, we look at how the 2020 election continues to overshadow the future of the Republican Party. Stay with us. If you like hearing the news from around the state here on Georgia Today, you'll probably like hearing how Georgia's agriculture economy feeds the country and the world on a fork in the road. I'm David Zelsky, and on the Fork in the Road podcast, we feature stories from Georgia's farmers, fishermen, merchants, artisans, chefs, and others who help provide Georgia-grown products to folks in the Peach State and beyond. Find it online at gpb.org podcast or download it on your favorite podcast platform. This is Georgia Today. I'm Steve Fennessy. I'm joined by Maya Prabhu, a reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution who covered last weekend's state Republican convention on Jekyll Island. Maya says the reaction from the delegates at the event stood out for its division, not so much over policy issues, but over state officials' handling of the 2020 presidential election amid baseless conspiracies alleging fraud. But many in the GOP leadership are banking that the state's new election restrictions will reassure Trump supporters to turn out for Republican candidates next year.
0: Georgia's governor has consistently backed the new voting law, saying it makes it easier to vote and harder to cheat. Despite the backlash, he hopes to secure support for his re-election.
1: Republicans still control statewide office in Georgia, the governor's office, the lieutenant governor's office, the attorney general's office, the secretary of state. And all four of those Republicans who are the incumbents now, to some degree, are on the defensive, it feels like, Because of what occurred last fall, and in fact, Jeff Duncan, the lieutenant governor, has already announced he's not running for re-election. Was Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger there?
0: He did not attend. Uh, If you ask his office, he says that he was not invited to speak, and Jeff Duncan said the same thing, and so they opted not to attend. He had a number of staffers there, but he did not attend or address the crowd, but his name was invoked. Many, many times and drew booze every time. Breaking news out of Glenn County. CBS 46's Yasmina Austin joins me now live. Yasmina, state Republicans passed a resolution concerning Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger, right? Yeah, Trayson, that's right. delicate censured Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger for his part in administering the 2020 elections. Raffensperger, he is a Republican who is seeking re-election, but he wasn't at the party's convention today.
1: Brian Kemp, of of all of the incumbent Republicans, faces probably the most tricky of balancing acts uh, because he is the incumbent. He likely will face off next year against Stacey Abrams. But, of course, Donald Trump, when he was in office and after the election, was very much disavowing the governor. And so this put the governor in a very precarious place. How did he kind of go into this convention trying to navigate that?
0: He showed up early before he was scheduled to speak. He could be seen in the hallways taking pictures and answering questions from constituents. And, you know, he did have to walk this tightrope, you know, never saying the election was stolen, but also touting the elections law that passed this year that overhauled the way elections are run in Georgia Unlike some fellow GOP officials who have publicly denounced the former president, Kemp narrowly managed to avoid a party censure. You know, he was booed immediately as he came out. Once they settled, if he said anything that caused his supporters to applaud, people would try to boo to drown them out. And if he said anything that elicited boos, his supporters would try to applaud to drown them out. So I feel like that's a a good way to kind of describe where the party is right now.
1: What was the presence of Donald Trump there? I know he wasn't there in person, but to what degree was he kind of like an elephant in the
0: room? Republicans very much invoke his name and tout their support for the former president and and many try to align themselves as, as close as closely with him as they can. There are some who are being billed as the more moderate Republicans here and nationwide who are like, look, you know, the election happened. I wanted Trump to win. He didn't. But we have to figure out how to move forward because having two Democratic <laughs> U.S. senators and a endorsement or a the democratic presidential nominee for a lot of folks is unheard of to them right so they're like we need to we need to focus on that and and try and and get these voters back or get more voters who chose to stay home to come out next year but then there's this other faction who you know they've been enamored by former president trump since 2015 and they're just not letting that go his presence was definitely felt and then he also addressed the crowd with a recorded video.
1: A video message from former President Donald Trump was also played at the convention where he continued to sow doubt about the 2020 presidential election results and thanked his supporters. Mr. Trump was in North Carolina on Saturday speaking at the state's GOP convention.
0: And I think going into the convention some Wondered if he would use that as an opportunity to again slam the governor. He didn't. He didn't mention the governor's name, but he did share his support for the current and then re-elected chairman David Schaefer, who was, you know, one of the leading voices in Georgia trying to get the election overturned in Trump's favor. I want to also thank David
1: Schaefer. He's been a tremendous chairman. He's worked so hard and he still is. There's a lot of things happening. He's working very, very diligently. He loves Georgia and he loves the people of Georgia. And so do I. I look forward to being with you. We're going to do a rally there in the very
0: near future.
1: So David Schaefer, the state GOP chair, was, was basically reelected for another term in that position?
0: Yeah. So later in the day on Saturday, they held those elections.
1: You know, we're looking at, you know, the next 12, 14 months or more of as we gear up towards the fall elections in 2022, when the governor is up for reelection, as well as uh, the attorney general, the secretary of state, lieutenant governor, everything, uh, all the state house seats, as well as one United States Senate seat. So there's a lot that's going to be happening. Coming out of the convention, where do you see the state GOP heading in terms of, I guess, adopting or proclaiming some sort of platform?
0: You know, honestly, that's a good question, because that is typically the kind of information that we would be able to glean from a state convention. We kind of see what their priorities are going to be heading into campaign season. You know, there are there are a few issues that they've been able to rally around anything concerning critical race theory being taught in schools, always abortion, gun rights, you know, all of the the typical talking points that conservative lawmakers run on as a platform. I think we're also going to see, you know, this continued relitigation of what happened in 2020 and how they feel as though Donald Trump should have won. And continued making Stacey Abrams, who we think will be running, you know, she still hasn't announced, but Stacey Abrams as the, the Democrat continuing to make her this boogeyman. Cause I feel like just as much as um, Stacey Abrams motivates and excites Democrats, I feel like it's the equal (laughs) response in the negative for Republicans, not only in Georgia, but across the country. So You know, it'll be continued attacks on her from all sides, as well as this uh, idea that if the election were really fair, Donald Trump would be president right now.
1: Vernon Jones is uh, at least one person so far who has announced he wants to challenge Governor Brian Kemp in the Republican primary. To what degree, if you could take out your crystal ball, are you imagining kind of a, a bruising campaign for the governor just to secure the nomination?
0: You know, Vernon Jones is a really interesting politician. You know, he's been in politics for decades. He has always been a Democrat. He was elevated last year for being a, quote, Democrat who supported Trump. And it wasn't until January of this year that he announced that he would be changing parties obviously, with a, with a plan that he intended to, to challenge Governor Kemp in the primary. People who like him really like him and are really excited by him.
1: Vernon Jones is trying to reinvent himself as a far-right conservative. And in doing so, he's pulling Brian Kemp and the rest of the field further to the right of the party. And so you've, you've now seen Governor Kemp take a
0: series of steps... Um, to try to placate, to curry favor with a Republican base that is at best a little bit skeptical of him right now. You know, he says things that could be viewed as controversial that get folks fired up and excited. It kind of appeals to people in a similar way that Donald Trump initially appealed to people in 2015 and 2016. So it's, it's really a question of how far that support can spread. And if that turns into donations, right, for fundraising, turns into votes. And he's also, I think, angling for an endorsement from Donald Trump. And if you remember, three years ago, a lot of people credit that endorsement from Donald Trump of Brian Kemp with winning the runoff election, Um, against then-Lieutenant Governor Casey Cagle. So it'll be interesting to see if Vernon Jones gets the endorsement and if that turns into more votes on primary election day.
1: Yeah, it very much feels like Georgia, to some degree, is a microcosm of the future of the Republican Party because the future is very much up in the air in terms of what direction it appears to be going in. What are things we should be looking for that's going to help us understand better the direction the party, the Republican Party may be going in?
0: I think it's definitely going to be watching to see who all else announces for these different offices, right? It's possible that some candidate that we haven't thought of could announce to want a primary governor camp. We're expecting more announcements for the lieutenant governor's race. I think that's going to be the next thing to see who announces and then what what the reaction is from folks in the Republican Party to the people who announce that they're planning to run for these especially these statewide offices. There have been all these rumors around Herschel Walker and whether or not he's going to get in for US Senate. I was told he was definitely going to announce during the convention. Obviously he didn't even show up. So there are all these questions and rumors swirling around out there. So I think the next few months give an opportunity to settle because if you're going to be a serious candidate next year, you got to announce, I would say by the end of summer, because you got to start raising money. (laughs) And I think that's the biggest thing to look out for in the next few months, just to see if people actually make these decisions to get into the office or if they put their rumors to bed.
1: My thanks to Maya Prabhu, who covers politics for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Also at the convention last weekend, the Georgia Republican Party passed a resolution censuring Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger. The censure accuses the Republican of, quote, dereliction of his constitutional duty, unquote, for not bowing to former President Trump's pressure to overturn the election results. For more Georgia Today, go to gpb.org. I'm Steve Fennessy. Georgia Today is a production of Georgia Public Broadcasting. Subscribe to our show anywhere you get podcasts. Don't forget to leave us a rating and review on Apple. Jess Mador is our producer. Our engineer is Jesse Neiswanger. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.